Hello and welcome to another Green Dragon pod. Uh, today, uh, you are with started, me, yeah. Taylor, and uh, Dylan, it has started, right? It has there. So now, you've, actually, now, now you've ruined, now you've ruined te- the te- intro. Technically, technically, to Dylan's credit, it did say starting while you were talking. And now it's recording. So we will never know whether it was right or wrong until we upload this. Well, what's, what's absolutely true is what happens my end. And that's yeah. that. And he's just, just going to add a little bit on the beginning yeah, again. Now. Yeah, I just slaughtered the intro. <clears throat> now the intro is slaughtered. <laughs> the fans, the fans that were, oh, sorry, the fan who was listening is probably now They're turned the off. From the t- Italy. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Don. Yeah. Uh, sono il migliore um, and gracias <laughs> for all those in Mexico. Um, right. Well, you are with the Green Dragon Pod. Uh, with me today, you have. Uh, the illustrious Zach. Um, thank you, thank you. I, uh, I like to think of myself as the leader, the uh, the explorer, and the uh, <coughs> through here at the Green Dragon Pod. You know, I, I really am the forefront of everything here. So, um, welcome. Yep. Okay. So you broke up there. If no one understood what that meant, he he just said thanks for having me. And uh, the other person on the pod is. Uh, uh, a, a man who needs no introduction, a man who I think in some countries has actually been called the Australian Rasputin. Um, I don't know about that, but yeah. Dylan Morris, the certified forklift driver. How you going, Dylan? Oh, all right yourself, mate. That's he's great, actually, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's actually a fortified forklift <laughs> driver. Yeah, good, good, yeah. A- answering the questions, yep. That's all. That's all you need, mate. Okay. Get, tell tell the t- tell the the viewer at home a little bit about yourself, Dylan. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, for, hey, firstly, as, everyone should know I'm the one and only uh, certified forklift driver in all of Australia. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is a phony. <laughs> A bit more, Dylan. Dylan, we're two minutes, 30 seconds into this pod. We're two minutes, 30 seconds in, and people are going, what the fuck is this show about? We're here to talk about video games. We're here to talk about pop culture. We've got so many things like Warhammer, different hobbies, Dylan. What is it about you that grips women and fans around the world so much? Oh yeah, it's obviously my career. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Women don't I literally we were walking down the shops and they went, Is that Austin Powers? And uh we had to we had to pull them up. Go on, Dylan. Tell yeah. tell everyone a bit like Zach did a nice little spiel, right? Tell yeah. everyone a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, oh, I don't know what the <laughs> <laughs> oh, got well, fucking spot again. And that's Dylan, everyone. So, well, we can't, we yeah, can't restart. Yeah. So honestly, I can't say anything more about myself. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, welcome. There, there you have it. There's, there's, there's the team. So uh, we have, we have one of the greatest shows on earth for you uh, today. I think we're actually the number one rated podcast now. So in, in the Hawkesbury. Yep. In the Hawkesbury, New South Wales, we are the greatest <laughs> podcast to ever come out. Yeah, um, it's not too, not too shabby. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got plenty to talk about today. I um, just want to throw it out there that uh, as anyone 
played the Lies of P, the demo that's just come out. No, I don't even know what the Lies of P is. I don't even know what came out. <laughs> uh, excellent. Well done. So there was a, a huge thing that happened over the past week, which is uh, the Summer's Game Fest. Yep. And they, announced, they did a whole bunch of sort of um, um, announcements for new games and all that sort of stuff coming out. And one of them, which was a keen interest of mine, was The Lies of P, which was a Souls-like game based with the lore of Pinocchio. Oh, so you play okay. as Pinocchio and you're going to find... Um, oh, I can't remember that bloody name now. Geppetto? Um, well, who's the guy that made um, Pinocchio? Geppetto? No clue. I think it was though. Geppetto. I think it was yeah, Geppetto yeah, yeah, yeah. without Dylan yeah, telling yeah. me. Yeah, you got, you got so, like Gear Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the demo came out, and it was uh, free to download on Steam and PlayStation and Xbox, and uh, oh, I played it. Oh, yeah. I played it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. When, when's it due for release? Uh, I don't know. Later on in the year, oh, probably September 20th. Recently, oh. the game I've been playing that's uh, still an alpha is uh, Traveler's Rest. It has been an alpha for a couple of years, I'm pretty sure, but... Yeah, it is a great game. It's basically Stardew Valley for anyone that likes D&D. You run your own tavern. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I actually cool. got that today. Yeah, I knew Dylan would get hooked because it has farming in it. I haven't got so, any Oh, a bit, bit of uh, like basic... Farming's end game, game, mate. It's, it's, it's the whole end game. <laughs> it honestly isn't. It's actually, you're going to start early. Yeah, well, it's interesting because well, I know Dylan likes farming. I know he loves... All that shit, all that fishing, farming, all the useless activities you get to do in yep. video games that like people somewhat enjoy, and that actually becomes like a big cult following of a certain game yep. is these little mini games. But to get Dylan to download Farming Simulator Twenty Two, and to get Dylan <laughs> I... actually playing it, is actually the hardest job in my life right now. No, I downloaded it. We can play whenever, mate. Let's, let's I've, play I've messaged you three times. No, I'm, we can't yeah. play now. Doing the pod. Doing you, the podcast. You messaged me last night where I was at Zach's painting. I couldn't really do it there. Yeah. 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 And I only downloaded it yesterday, so. It wasn't yesterday. It was like two days ago. No, anyway. I started downloading it two days ago. I finished it yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I wanted to start off with a bit of fun. That way, sort of people can get to know us. A little bit because uh, the podcast, although it's been hugely successful, I mean, every episode we've had so many people, but they don't they don't know who we are. But to get to know us a little bit better, I want to throw out a question to each of us, and I want us to debate why it is our chosen game is the uh, the true answer. So the question is, if you could choose one game to be remade in today's graphics and engines and everything like that but it has to like be almost identical to what it is or what it was what game would that be and why and mm. uh let's start with you uh dylan that way you don't have time to think about it mm. no i actually i've actually been thinking about this for a while actually okay oh, Wow. Um, because I know Zach's talked to me about it before, but this was one of the games I thought of later on that I actually tried playing a little while ago, but it's a bit, a bit aged now, which was Sacred 2. 
Was that like yeah, a Diablo esque game? Yeah. It's sort of based on like a fantasy sci fi game uh like world. Where Didn't like, they have like Sacred the... Three? Yeah, but Sacred Three was a pile of ass and <laughs> anyone you asked who liked Sacred Two hated Sacred Three. Yeah, right. Like it's it was an interesting concept. Like everything technologically based was based in the past. So everything now is like a fantasy world. But then, like one of the playable class uh, characters you can play as is a um, essentially a Anubis robot that a just what? got woken up by some bandits in a um, temple, a rune even. Yeah. So why? So, why, why is this game? Why would? Why should this game deserve a remake? Well, it was honestly one of the most played games I played on the three sixty. It was. Um, Oh, probably one of my most played games, apart from WoW, for a, a while. Like I, I used to play it like religiously. Yeah, yeah okay. never heard of it. Though. Yeah, well, for all those, you know, who know fuck all about Sacred Two, what was it? Was it a multiplayer game? Was it a single player and experience a, or a co-op game? I think it was up to four people. I think. Okay, but this is my question: Why does it deserve a remake? Is it because it's better than most games, or is it just a nostalgic reason? Probably the more nostalgic reason, to be honest. Like, <clears throat> it was just a game. Well, I can actually just think of another one as well, but um, <laughs> it, it just sort of popped into my mind as well. Yeah, yeah, um, it, because I was I was just thinking of developers that really didn't give it the chance. Yeah, um, I think it was more <laughs> towards like just de- developers just changing hands constantly. That's why Sacred Free is just a considerably different game to Sacred Two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Well, interesting. Uh, okay. Sadly, I have no import because I'd never heard of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I think I played Sacred Three on. Oh, did I? I might have been Sacred Two. It was one of them on the PlayStation Three. It'd probably and be I Sacred just, Two then. I, I think like... it was. Yeah, and I was just like. Mm. I can't get into this. I think it was... Uh, I only played it because the guy at work wanted to play it. And uh, me personally, I just couldn't... I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's a bit hard nowadays. Like, there's just... I think it was just one of those times where... Um, there wasn't much other games I could play. Like, it was before I had, like... Really computer and shit. So, I was just like, oh, yeah. Enjoyed the game. Played the fuck out of it. Moved on. But just yeah, had right. fond memories of it, you know? Looks a lot like World of Warcraft from the photos I've been looking at. Yeah. Platform. Yeah. yeah. Except the and, uh, women in it seem to be dressed a lot more. Well, good. a lot less, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, depending on where you're going with right, right, World of Warcraft, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> right, if you go the yeah. gold shot, you definitely find people wearing less. Yeah. All right. Well, alternately, Zach, what do you what do you got? What what game is it that you uh, well, see, the one that I'm, I'm thinking that yeah, I think it pretty much already is getting a remake, technically, is uh, Lord of the Rings Conquest. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. So I, I've always thought Lord <clears throat> of the Rings Conquest was the best Lord of the Rings game. Um, I would love to see it remade, but also having like a game mode similar to like Mordhau Chivalry, where you can play in the Lord of the Rings wars, but you're controlling one dude in a first person point of view. 
hacking and slash and directional combat and other players can also join in um, either on opposing teams or friendly team or anything like that. Um, I think that would just be an absolute monster of a multiplayer game. I, I feel like if they'd done that, but they had that as a specific game mode towards either, like, just changing the whole game to that. Mm. Because I, I'll, I do like the original way how you play it, like, it's essentially just Battlefront 2. Yeah. But that does have an interesting concept, how you would, uh, what would see it. Well, yeah, I, I just, I've always loved Mordhau and Chivalry. I think they're an amazing... Uh, multiplayer game, so I've always thought that they'd be a really good one to do. Um, but in a Lord of the Rings setting where you can, you know, play as a mage or whatever with that first-person yeah. combat and it's all directional, it's multiplayer, large-scale wars, uh, but with, like, the Lord of the Rings-scale wars where it's, like, a lot of it's filled in. So maybe only 50 people on each team are real players and then the other 300 are just NPCs. So you don't know yeah. which player's real, which one's not. <clears throat> I just think doing yeah. that in like a Lord of the Rings Conquest style would just be an awesome game to see. There's yeah. not much either that or have um, just hasn't been touched much lately. So no, well either that or you have it kind of like the way For Honor was, like where you yeah. Well, For Honor, I guess you could do like single single player one on one combat, but you could add that as a game mode in the game where it's just one on one, which is kind of what Mordhau has as well. We can do two v two, three v three, one v one, yeah, ranked as well. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I just feel like Lord of the Rings just has not had a really good game in a really, really long time. No, no, and I do. I, I, that's one of the things I do want to discuss a bit later on. Is can we actually give an honourable mention for Gollum for being a shit game? Well, you can yeah, give an honourable mention later in the yeah. in, in when that. we discuss it because yeah, that's uh that's that's pretty bad, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's a pretty good one, Zach. I, I I can get behind that one. I would much prefer that than Sacred Two. Yeah, Sacred Two is a shit one. And I'm sorry, why. like I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't mean to alienate the dozen of people that like Sacred Two, uh, but I just don't think it I, would. I, I think that's giving it too much conquer. credit as well. <laughs> a dozen. Like you could have said fucking fable or something that's like a classic sacred two. No yeah, way. sacred two would be good as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm already fail. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm on the side of Lord of the Rings. I think uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King remake, um, yeah, the PlayStation yeah. Two classic. I think even now I played on my little SR TV thingy that I've got. Yep, and. I swear the graphics are like not that bad. Well, they're actually passable. I play well, it's it. Kind and... like War, War in the North when we were playing it. I think War in the North still holds up really well, and that's a mm. old game. We do actually need to finish that. We do need to finish yeah. that. We do need to keep streaming that. But uh, to all those fans that were asking why did we stop, um, again, Dylan is the answer to that question. Ah, yes. <clears throat> and we won't go into it. Dylan, there's no need to defend yourself. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, as, as usual. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I, I think old classic games like that deserve a remake. Um, even if it is by a third party, they don't exactly have the license, but it's enough for people to get behind. And, so it was, you know, it was Activision, wasn't it? No, oh, it was EA Games. Was it? Okay, EA, EA if you go back, EA Games was fucking superb. Everything yeah. they dropped was great. You knew if it had EA on it, it was fantastic. It was like single player. It was 
fully developed. It was just insanely good. They thought about their games. They acquired all the right titles and they just did a fantastic job. And then they just got, I genuinely believe it was once online gaming opened up, which was uh, like FIFA and Madden. And they saw that shit open up and they went, we can monetize that so much with these other games. We can't. And that's, that's the road they went down. They went down a lazy path to acquire billions of dollars by making a game a surprise mechanic game. Uh, you can't call them loot boxes but or gambling. It's a surprise mechanic. Yeah. But it's such a shame to see them fall from that. Like when I buy PlayStation 2 games to replay again and like 80% of the ones that I remember are all EA games, it's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think EA used to be such a monster in the scene, and then they just kind of started shitting on it. Well, I think it, Battlefield was the downfall. Like, I remember Battlefield 3 was popping off, and I was actually like, oh, shit, maybe I prefer Battlefield over COD, and then Battlefield just disappeared off the face of the earth. Mm. Now there's maybe 200 people that play it. It's one of those games now where you go in and you know everyone because you first do about 20 times <laughs> yeah. on the same day. Uh, yeah. Kind of like For Honor is where you just get to know everyone because there's not enough people playing it. So, yeah, it's just kind of blown shit. I think the microtransactions were good. Yeah, I yeah, think well, the yeah, cool yeah. rugby at six, to be honest. I think that was the prime days, so 2006. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, around that, that era of, I swear, that, that era of movies and gaming, um, that's yeah, well, for EA anyway. Well, speaking of movies, yeah, I actually went that was a peak. Up. Yeah, I went and saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 today. With oh, wow. So, yeah, that was actually, I, I liked it. Rovi thought it was a bit much and they're milking it. But I thought, you know, it was a, in my opinion, if they end it there, it was a really good way to end it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, so I'm not going to spoil no. it. No, I haven't but seen I, it. I thought if they were to be like, that's it, we're not making any more, they did a good job of finalizing it. Um, I cried. I actually shed a tear in one part. Yeah, it was really yeah, right. good. It was not the same. I, the one thing I like about Guardians of the Galaxy is every movie out of the three has a different meaning behind it or a different reason why they're doing it. It's not just there's this big bad. It's like we're doing something and it turns out there is a big bad that we need to kill, but they're not going after the big bad. It just it just so happens that a big bad crosses their way and it, you know, and the universe is so vast that they're not like the end all be all of the whole universe. They're just a problem mm. in the universe. So well, that's 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 how a lot of comics were. And written. it was a lot darker. It was a lot darker because it went into more of Rocket and how Rocket came about. And, yeah. And sad. And I, I was just sitting there thinking about Pippin and Pippin being tortured like that, like Cat, by the way, and him being tortured to become this like creature of knowledge and stuff, and just being thrown away like he's nothing because he finally found out the perfect you know person to make or whatever, and it wasn't them. So yeah. it was, it was did you time. did you did you hear the theory behind um, no. Guardians Three? No. So apparently, <clears throat> what's the the main villain? What's he called? The um, yeah, which one? In the, the, the Guardians the one that 3. the one that yeah the one that fucks up uh, Rocket and the other. I can't remember his name to be honest. Um, so the theory. Yeah, I can't remember, but the. Um, the theory that I've heard 
uh, online, which is fucking fantastic, is that uh, in this movie, the rocket, uh, but it resembles James Gunn, right? <clears throat> so uh, at the start of when James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, he created a movie so unique and so powerful to the Marvel Universe that everyone loved it. And mm-hmm. Marvel and Disney saw, wow, that's how we can do Marvel movies. That's how good we can do it. So then they they got James Gunn in and did you know more shit with him, figured out exactly how he does things and went, cool, all good. We've got the perfect formula now. We know how to make Marvel movies. We don't need you anymore. And they get they push him to the side, fuck him around, go, right, see you later. They do it, but they lose they lose their way. They they go, well, fuck, okay, what are we missing? So they grab James Gunn and bring him back back to make, you know, this movie and say, we need your help because, you know, we thought we had it, but we don't. You're the key, right? Mm-hmm. And this was kind of James Gunn's way of almost giving them the bird and then Rocket resembling that character in this film I, not not that i've seen the film i don't know if that's even close also I've heard that theory. like the theory makes sense i can see that because it's kind of what happens to rocket it's not so much that rocket's the key it, it's like mm. he is the key to figuring out what the guy wants um so i guess it does make sense in that regard um yeah. but i think the guy also just had like an animosity towards rocket because Rocket was smarter than him. Rocket yeah. knew more than what he knew, and he was the creator of Rocket, so it doesn't make sense in his head. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And the ending was pretty cool. Yeah, the gruesomeness of it, and then it yeah it got sad, but it was good. Yeah. Very, very good. Roby did wasn't a fan, <clears throat> as yeah. always. I think yeah, his girlfriends are never a fan of that shit, and anything to do with nerdiness, they blank it up. But it also yeah. didn't help that I booked the t- the tickets and then found out when we got there that I booked those tickets that were yesterday's set, uh, seasons. And then like, <laughs> you you know, this is, they're like, this is Saturdays. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then they're like, look, we can put you in today's one, but it's sold out, so you have to sit in the front row. It's like, fuck. So we sat <laughs> in the front row watching it, and Roby was not having it. She's like, can we just oh, leave? I'm like, no. We're watching the fucking thing. Because oh, it was the last dear. showing of it in the cinema. So I'll oh that. really? Yeah. Wow, it's out yeah. already. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think uh, I, I think that's part of uh, it's what I see. Right, is like Marvel, Disney, and all this shit. Right, that all, all the stuff that us fans, us like people who have loved this shit for so long, are now watching these movies they're making, going, oh, it's it's rubbish. Like, it's shit. It has no personality. It's got nothing to it. But the casual viewers watch it and go, oh, it's easy to watch. It's easy. It's just, you know, it doesn't bother me. They're the people they're trying to attract. But as soon as you get movies like, say, Zack Snyder's DC Universe, the casual viewer and the, you know, uh, critics watch it and go, this is shit. Like, this is rubbish, you know. But the fans watch Zack Snyder's universe and go, this is fucking great. This is fucking excellent. This is exactly what we wanted. Like I watch the Batman and Superman movie, the extended edition uh, every year, kind of like my Lord of the Rings. I still think that's one of the greatest 
DC films I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, that's not saying much because a few of them have been absolutely terrible. I was going to but... say, I, I <clears> think <throat> DC dropped the ball a lot, so I don't think it's hard. But yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, DC is probably realising that the format is a bit different nowadays due to Marvel, so I think they're going to start doing the Marvel comedy, light-hearted type shit because DC's yeah, already... Fucking... I, I genuinely yeah. hope not. I genuinely yeah. hope not. I, I, I they... That's because that's the one thing I believe killed the Suicide Squad because they went through all these reshoots because they went, no, it's too dark. It needs to be more lighthearted. So they went back, did a whole bunch of reshoots, rewrites, and then Suicide Squad came out and was like, this movie has no identity. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you trying to do with it? Yeah. It, DC's, yeah. DC's a darker world, man. I, I don't want DC to be Marvel. I don't at all ever it's not that oh, world. sadly you... i think it will because i think um marvel's had way more success than dc yeah and but think... dc started like though as well so i get that but that's not that's not what it is now i but think I, now I, people yeah. that watch movies they go marvel comedy so people want to go watch it have a laugh have yeah, this and then when people yeah, hear dc yeah. they go action boring whatever like people don't care for dc so i've been seeing you know i think black adam was really good it was kind of like older marvel was a bit lighthearted but still very serious i think that format works well mm. and then i saw their new one coming out about the blue beetle or whatever it is which yeah. i actually think looks really good but i can see that that's going to be very lighthearted, kind of like the ant-man deadpool type thing which for me, I really enjoy. So I'm happy to watch that. I'll probably well, really enjoy. From what I know of Blue Beetle, like it, it could be pretty dark. Like the whole could concept. Be, but, um, but when I was watching the trailer, I'm like, this looks like it's yeah. not. It's not going to be dark. No, it's not be dark. they they they, they want to promote this shit to young kids, and that's yeah, fine. I mean, that's all heroes day, and I stuff. Yeah, I think I will enjoy it because I enjoy my my favorite Marvel is probably thor and spider-man and guys the galaxy but thor and spider-man i think do it well thor's kind of gone off the rails i think thor's gone to shit thor peaked at ragnarok and everything after that they went too light-hearted where every single scene was a joke there was no serious <coughs> well, Whereas, i think that was mostly because of uh, taika waititi though to be honest yeah no, no, but no. with guardians i don't of the think galaxy, it's taika yeah with guardians of the galaxy this one it was perfect it was light-hearted, but majority of it was serious, with just the odd joke here and there to make you laugh. But it was predominantly super serious with those light-hearted jokes. And I think, and the fact that they had Easter eggs that referenced the first movies a lot throughout it was kind of cool because it's like you got to enjoy that because you've watched all three. Um, so I'm I'm very keen on Blue Beetle. I will be watching it. I actually think Blue Beetle looks sick, yeah. and I want the comic books. Yeah, so, so I, I, I enjoyed, I was watching the Blue Beetle trailer when they released it. Yeah. And um, I mean, it looked great. I was like, you know what? Oh, not, not great, but I was like, it looks it looks good. Like, I, I, I will watch this film. Like, it's the first time I've looked at a superhero film and went, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go watch it. But then yeah. the, the, the last bit in the trailer fucking annoyed me was when that guy, that weird uncle or whatever, called Batman a fascist. And it was like, <laughs> why? And I mean, I think, I got I think to... the joke there is more like he doesn't know what Batman is, and he's just saying. At least but... no, he's more of a capitalist than anything. Yeah, no, no, no. But but 
if the arguments that was having online is like all these people like, oh, it's a throwaway comedic line. Like you're thinking too much of it. It's like, well, no, no, because the writers thought it was important enough to include into the movie, the script. And then someone who edited the trailer thought it was important enough to keep into the trailer, a two minute 30 trailer that's supposed to tell a story, sell the audience. And they still included that small little line. So I actually think maybe is there something in them that's doing it to purposely piss off the yeah, it all, so they it talk is. about it to raise publicity about the movie. It is. Yeah. Huh? Excuse me, excuse me, Dylan. What? I think it's uh, I think it's called the ESRB, isn't it? What, well, that's what? what was happening with that whole Bud Light thing. No, no. There's a there's actually a theory. Um, can't remember what it's called, but they there's a theory, and, and well, it's not really a theory. It's actually a proven marketing tactic where they will deliberately annoy fans to bait them. What's it called? Can't remember to bait them into arguing about it to raise, you know, in, interest. They call it interest. Yeah. So in social media, they go, look, it's it's uh, trending. It's people are talking about our show it's a huge hit regardless of if it's people tagging it saying this is rubbish that's not what they see they just see someone's tagged it they, they're enjoying this this is what people want to see um 100 yeah but i don't know it's it's annoying I, I just wish we can just go back to entertainment's entertainment um but we've gotten a bit off topic now so may as well yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Dylan, for getting us off topic. Um, yeah, no problem. Well, into the next segue then, which is um, Lord of the Rings video games and where it started to where it was to now. Where are we at? Is Lord of the Rings games? Do people want it? Do we need? I it? think people want it. I think people are scared it's going to be Star Wars, where. Star Wars has released so much of their um, IP that people are just... You can get Star Wars plates, you can get Star Wars forks, you can probably get Star Wars toilet paper, you can get Star Wars anything. There's games about Star Wars every fucking other day. There's TV shows about Star Wars and 80% of it's shit and only 20% of it's good. And I think that's what people are scared of. And recent games of Lord of the Rings have only proved that, which the only one we have is Gollum. So... Pretty much, we haven't had a Lord of the Rings game in ages. The first one to come out was absolutely shit. Now, now let, let me just get to how I knew this was going to be an absolute shit fest before it even got released, okay? Now, if you ask many voice actors out there, what is the one voice that everyone can do? It's, oh, my precious. Right? Now, you couldn't find one fucking voice actor to do that voice. You, it's like they went in and went, all right, we need um, 10 voice actors, come audition for Gollum. And they went, wow, that was a really good Gollum impression. Next. And they went through. One guy came and went, oh, hi, I'm Gollum. And I like, and they're like, wow, that, that's perfect. That is what we need for a game based on that one fucking character who had one of the best voice actors doing him. Perfect. Put you in it. And as soon as I saw the trailer and he was like, my precious. I went, this is going to be shit. This is going to, this is going to flop. 
because you've got the <laughs> one thing that was needed and it was never there to begin with. So I had no expectation, never put it on my wish list, never pre-purchased. I'm never going to fucking touch that game because it is Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, video game edition. That's how I look mm. at Gollum. The yeah. only one I'm keen on yeah. is Return to Moria because it looks like they're actually doing something unique. And I've always said that if they're going to do a TV series or a movie, it needs to be about the retaking of Moria because it's one story that I think hasn't been touched in books. So there's creative, you know, things that you can do with it. You can make it your own a little, as long as you keep it to the core things that are mentioned in the books, which is they take it and they don't keep it. That's as simple as that. Or you can make one up about in the future where they take it and they actually succeed. That's fine. But I think doing something with Moria would be a really cool concept. So Return to Moria where it's the sun's coming back, I think is an awesome concept. And they've implemented survival, which I love survival games and building. So I think it's, I, I have high hopes that, that this will be the first good Lord of the Rings game since War in the North. Personally. Mm, yeah. Well, Shadow, I mean, of, Shadow of War. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Yeah, there. I they they did a really good job with those games because they, although it's a little bit out there, right? I don't, I don't mind when it's video games. It's like it needs to be romanticized a little bit. It needs to be yeah. a little more out there. And there's no way, shape, or form that that was ever written. It's not even like a, um, oh yeah, I can see Tolkien writing this sort of thing. But yeah. it seems to fit. It has its own story, and it's almost true to, um like the source material like they even have like a person of color which they explained was a a child of uh the easterlings right which mm. you know was you know in in gondor and you know that makes sense total yep fine that's explained it gives uh him a backstory it helps us understand that the world is slowly you know like open into that that sort of thing and oh, i thought the game was fantastic but yeah the golem game i also knew it was going to be shite when the uh, first gameplay trailer came out and you just watched it and went, oh, what is this? Like, is this... It just looks so clunky. And uh, when they announced that they had to go back and do a whole bunch of re-editing the game and all that sort of stuff, and then people actually started to look into it and found out that the the developers of the game were just known for their like games that you click on to investigate certain yeah. rooms. And then, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was like, well, after actually, that was like, yeah, fucking I, think, games. I think Asmongold actually made a really good point, which look, Smeagol slash Golem is one of my favorite characters, probably top five, right? But he made a great point And it was, why did you get the one fucking character in Lord of the Rings that did nothing? Right, he literally for five hundred years sat in a cave, surviving a fucking fish, and went, "Let's make an entire game about this guy." Like, let's make an entire game. I went, "Okay, when you think about it in that concept, what the fuck are you gonna make?" Yeah, it's a sneaking game. I, That's I, it. I like, if they didn't, uh, I mean, he did. He did more life. than that. He did more than that. Yeah, no, it was a whole. Did, if, they did, like, if they did an Assassin's Creed concept of. But I think it was like you start as Smeagol in the Shire and you play through yeah. it and you go through the parts of being corrupted by the ring and you make your way to the, um, what's it called? To the Mount Doom or whatever it was. Or where, no, where was it? What was the mountain he ended up 
dwelling like the Misty in, Mountains or something. Misty Mountains, that's it. And you make your way all the way to the Misty Mountains, and that's the game, and you're playing through the light, and you have to do all the sneaking through and killing all the orcs and whatever you had to do to survive. That would have been yeah. a really cool concept for Gollum. Not don't don't quote sneaking. me on that. I, I don't know if it was the Misty Mountains, but that is I remember. No, it's, it is 100 percent Misty Mountains. I don't, yeah, I, I, I even think if you were going to make a Golem game, I, me personally, it would have been a very story-driven, like heavily story-driven <clears throat> experience, um, which was him escaping from Aragorn and Gandalf trying to catch him. And you had to evade elves and orcs alike. And you were being tailed by Gandalf and Aragorn, you know, because <clears throat> Smeagol was... Um, he, he was the only one that knew where the ring was or where he had lost the ring or, you know, they knew he was somewhat an answer to, to a question, right? And that would have been true to the law and it was probably a huge adventure there to be had for Gollum. And it could have been a, a just an indie game, maybe eight hours long uh, of him, you know, going through trying to evade elves and orcs and, you know, it would have been fantastic. <laughs> but... You know what it sounds to me like? It sounds to me like it's Temple Run, but with Gollum. Yeah, mm. well, well, Temple Run's no, a bit think... fast-paced, but yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I cannot believe that it's. It baffles me that there's not a good Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, like I, a fucking... I've sat there and thought of ten thousand concepts for Lord of the Rings games. Oh yeah. And, it... I don't... Like, why has no one I, done literally Skyrim, Lord of the Rings edition, where it's a yeah. fully open-world, story-driven, immersive, side-questing game, even if it's like you're playing this fucking Boromir going to Rivendell for six months. Anything. Well, this yeah, is, be, right. but, this is, but this is where I, I genuinely think, after the whole experience with, and we are not going into it, this is, I'm only going to mention it now, the name, and we're not going into it. Uh, the Rings of Power brought up. <gasps> which, which I, I think it's corporate. I think corporate companies have ruined these things for fans, and I, I think somewhat to blame, say, for Rings of Power, is the fact that the Tolkien estate wouldn't give them rights to the first and third age. They were like, you can use the mm. second age, but you cannot touch anything within the first or the third age, which limited Amazon's sort of power to what they could do. If they couldn't touch the third age and there was a lot of things they couldn't build up to or if they couldn't touch the first age or a lot of things that they couldn't create into the second age. And it's a lot of things like that, that Tolkien Estate have given Warner Brothers certain licenses to be able to do that limits everyone else to be able to do those games. So that's probably why when somebody probably comes up with an idea, they go, oh, this is what I want to do. And they go, well, you can't make a game about Aragorn unless you go through Warner Brothers first because they have the license to all that stuff. If you want to do a game about this, then you have to speak to them. But we won't allow you to do that unless you do that. And I genuinely believe that the Tolkien estate have fucked up massively with selling certain rights to certain peoples. I think they should have just leased it out for, you know, given Warner Brothers the rights for 10 years. And then after 10 years... You lose that, right? And then yeah. someone else can have a go. But I, I, I genuinely believe the Tolkien estate have fucked up and it's ruined any chance of us getting 
a coherent Lord of the Rings TV show or new movie or new anything because too many hands are in the pot and there's too many people saying yes or no. And that's why I think that particular thing is fucked is because of corporate company, corporate greed, all that sort of shit. I I did actually just do a little bit of research on the new MMO they're bringing out. Mm -hmm. One from Amazon. There's a few... Huh? The Lord of the Rings MMO. Yeah, the one from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Um, it's it sounds interesting. Like it's it's being made by the same people who made New World. Yeah. And it's um, going to be based on the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Not it doesn't say anything about the Rings of Power. So maybe it may be back well, to... Honestly, I think New World has the, by far, out of every MMO on the market, has the best combat, best immersion, the best, uh, like, yeah, I guess those two things. Combat immersion, New World's <clears> top tier out of every MMO on the market, right? Um, like, their atmosphering, like, when you're in the... When you play New World and you're in the woods and you're chopping wood, and you... It, you know, you could hear another guy mining and the echo of him mining and it's another player and it's open world voice chat and the combat was super engaging and it was all about skill shots and, you know, all that type of shit. New World Master. So if they mm-hmm. make a Lord of the Rings game with the same combat systems, the same open world immersion and, and sound effects and atmosphere, all they have to do, honestly, is just stick to the lore and it will be a top tier of the market. Yeah. If yeah. they just if they don't fuck around with adding in things that don't belong where they belong, and just stick to you know, uh, you know, making it that I don't know. For instance, Galadriel is Galadriel. Yeah, you know, just stick to what is there. It'll be a top tier of the market. Yeah, I think they will. I, I think they will because you think of the only rights they do have is the three books in the Hobbit. So yeah. they have the third age essentially so if they do a game within that third age we could genuinely get a good game out of it and there's no there's no question that they're going to have anybody can be anybody in this video game which i think is going to ruin a little bit of the immersion within it like unless they do what elder scrolls have where you have bretons you have imperials you have you know and then you have the red what uh what are they called Red, um, well, you got the wood elves, all those different types of elves. That, you know. The red guard, red the red guard, guard. That's it. Yeah, which essentially is your, your your people of color, right? That that's who that is. And when you play yeah. like Skyrim or anything like that, that's that's locked off. If you're, you know, a person of color, well, I mean, if I mean, it doesn't really fucking matter. But that's yeah. how that lore is written. And I mean, in Lord of the yeah. Rings, they could do the same there. You could have Haradrim. You could have Easterlings. Yeah, have it as it. not a race. Have it as a background. Yeah, well, it's yeah. just it's just more what culture and what geographic location your character's from needs to make sense. Yeah. It just, it, yeah, it, it's like when you play World of Warcraft. You know, World of Warcraft is set up in a way that anyone can be anyone. Yeah, Lord of the well, Rings is fine. You just yeah. need to stick to that. That's, that's exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, no one gives a shit. Everyone plays World of Warcraft, and guess what? I guarantee you, ninety percent of World of Warcraft fans love Lord of the Rings. Do you hear anyone in World of Warcraft complaining about people of color? No, because it fucking makes sense. There's no law saying it's not. But Lord of the Rings isn't like that. That's the reason. It's not a racist thing. It's just that's the immersion breaking point where it's like if we had a game 
based on, you know, you're playing against the Mongolians and it's a full MMO based on the Mongols, you wouldn't want a white guy running around on the field. It, it, it would just ruin your immersion. You'd feel like, what well, the fuck? Well, you can uh, if, if you had a Nordic yes, invasion coming. Yeah, Nordic invasion, yeah. Something like that. That yeah, would make but, sense. Be welcome. But that's just it. That's just it. Lord, like Lord of the Rings Middle Earth has people of colour. It has those people in it. So yeah, they just don't keep, use it like that. Keep to those things and you'll be fine. But if you just go, no, no, everyone is everyone. No matter yeah. what you can do, you can be this, you can be that. Like, that will fuck it up for me. And oh, I, I mean, I just mean it as a law base. That's what I give a fuck about. I don't care about people's feelings. Yeah. I just need a proper law based game. But that's, yeah. that's that. There, there is also the game from Weta, which has absolutely no fucking information yes. whatsoever on. No, and that will never have any information, Dylan. It's no, not coming out. What it takes about 10 years to do most things. So. <laughs> yeah, you're um, still waiting on you got that Gimli statue. Yeah, I'm waiting on my Gimli. I'm waiting on my fucking help. Mate, everything I bought, I don't even know. I, at this point, I'm probably waiting for five things, and I forgot until you just mentioned that. I didn't even remember. I'm I think waiting. I've, I'm still I'm waiting for my Saruman. I'm waiting yeah, for I'm my really? Saruman. Yeah. And he's going to go right next to Lurts and Aragorn down the back there. But, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know if it's Liam, but apparently they've got a Geralt. Yeah, I showed Taylor. I showed him uh, the Superman. Yeah, I can't look at that shit, man. Like, I think Jasmine would actually throw me out the window if I bought anything else. <laughs> like, a genuinely... I, I'm happy with what I've got now, and I just need to leave it. I'm not going on yeah. Weta's website anymore, because I just 100%. keep fucking buying shit. 100%. You're going to go back to see what, when your next shit's still coming, though. I, yeah, yeah, apart from... Saruman, that's it. I can't, I can't do anything else. Which um, Saruman did you get? There's one of him. It's like a, I think it's a figures of the fandom. one sitting on his throne. No, yeah, no, no. He's like, he's like got like uh, his hands up in the sky, like his staff and everything pointing up. I think he's even holding Gandalf's sort of. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I know. It's like, oh, it's just epic. It's just. I actually, speaking of weather, I really like the Frodo that they brought out. I thought that was really cool. They mastered yeah. his face. It looks so well done. That, yeah. that Geralt, though. Fucking hell. I know. I know. And and it sucks that... Uh, I mean, we may as well now talk about this as well. What are your thoughts on uh, Henry Cavill leaving The Witcher? Um, and should it even continue on after Geralt... Oh, sorry. Henry well, Cavill leaves. How, no. how I see it is, it's it's sort of happening a bit more frequently now, where a character just decides to leave. Like I think one of the biggest ones was probably the Hulk, where it, it's changed actors three different times in the Marvel movies. Yeah, but that wasn't that yeah. wasn't a um, that was because the studio decided that Edward Norton's not going to be a marketable person. Whereas Mark yeah. Ruffalo definitely will be. Um, yeah, look at him, big time actor. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't Honestly, know. I think. I think uh, with Henry no, Cavill leaving, say it's, yeah. With, with with Henry Cavill leaving, it's uh, it's disappointing. Um, on two things, it's disappointing that when they announced the Witcher show, it was awesome, and then when they announced the Henry Cavill was playing Geralt. It was awesome. And then the first season came out and it was just so below average. It was like the See, first I, episode. 
yeah, I was going to say I struggled with the first and second episode because I was going into it so I only really played Witcher 1 and that was it on Steam back when we lived in Quakers Hill and I had no fucking clue what I was coming into and that episode was so confusing. I think I watched it three times before I went, oh, right, now I get it, moved yeah. on and I was like, yeah, the show's not too bad. It's a bit of a puzzle. I, I couldn't understand what the hell was going on. See, that, that first episode was almost perfect. Yeah. It was almost perfect it was <laughs> I, I was watching it at the start going okay so he kills the the strigger or i can't remember what the monster was he goes into town that oh, little girl that. has a bit of a rant which i understand was probably a writer going oh it's rubbish that women can't we need to establish that women can't be witches and we need to establish that it's ridiculous that women can't be witches right because i understood yeah. that that's what they needed to say get it off their chest early on and get it the fuck out of there because it, whatever, right? Which is insane. But then they cut out all the bits of him talking to the Elderman. That never happened, which was the best bit because it was a storytelling. You understood Geralt's powers a little bit more, which was good in the books. Um, but then it went through almost how the book played out and I thought it was great. But then they started doing this shit with this um, queen and the war and all the, I'm going, what the fuck is this? Introducing Siri. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is, it's too yep. early on. And if you're doing a time jump, it's going to confuse so many people. Don't do time jumps. Do not do time jumps yeah, at all. It's, it, it's the worst way to tell a story. I hate it. I hate it so much unless it's done perfectly and it's done really, really well don't do it don't fucking do it because it fucks stories up and i i hate it i don't think it's a great way to tell a fantasy story because then you don't know where you're at you don't know which storyline you're trying to follow you don't yeah, you I, never I, know when the present is and i just think it it fucked up so henry cavill leaving was probably the best but the way the showrunners and shit are reacting to it is i think annoying me more yeah but yeah, I think Henry Cavill did the right thing because he was trying his hardest to save that show and the writers and everyone admitted that they couldn't work with Henry Cavill because he kept trying to change it. Like He kept saying, no, you can't write that. You can't make the death of Roach funny. The death yeah. of Roach needs to be a sad one. The fact that you know, you've even decided to do that is shit, but you cannot make it a joke. Yeah, I, I thought... Um... I, I thought that the uh, the fact that he left and they picked up him on Warhammer and his track record of proving that he cares about the actual real story and not and all that stuff makes me super excited for what he's gonna do. So oh, to yeah. be honest, I'm kind of happy he left because I think yeah. now what's gonna come of it is gonna be really exciting. I think even Dylan showed me last night actually when we were painting. Um, <laughs> That they've already spent how much was it, Dylan? Uh, like I was like half the budget on miniatures. They've already spent half the budget on miniatures for the show. <laughs> that's so, awesome. because that's 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 how Lord of the Rings filmed their shit. Exactly. That's how so a lot of good proper yeah. proper sets from Games Workshop, which means it's going to be aesthetically true. It's not going to be some bullshit. I, awesome. I I feel like one thing I'd like to see Harry Cavill in, which is one of his uh, passions as well, is World of Warcraft. 
yeah. Like if they if they done a movie with him, oh, that would be sick. Uh, mate, Henry Cavill can play any fucking role. I don't give a fuck. He can play Aragorn, <laughs> Gandalf, and Frodo in one film. No worries. Yeah. Let it make it yeah. up. Honestly, one of my biggest upsets is that the World of Warcraft movie was good, and yeah, casual viewers fucked it. They tanked the reviews so hard that Blizzard went, "We're not doing another." But when you talk to people that actually play World of Warcraft, they went, "That was good." Stuck to the story. Mm. It had good characters in it. The CGI and, was really cool. Yeah, honestly, yeah. they're not going to have any orcs that look better than them. Yeah, that is CGI. No, I, I agree. I'm a casual. I don't play World of Warcraft, but I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought the CGI was I, I think it's because I remember when you watched it, you asked me, what do I need to do? And I sent you a YouTube link. Yeah. Like 20 minutes of watch this before you watch it so you understand what's happening. Yeah. Because they didn't start it they kind of didn't explain anything. I think that's where it got so many bad reviews is you would only really understand what's happening and why it's important if you played the game. Mm. And that's where they kind of went wrong. They should have started it from a basis of explaining the world a bit. But, you know, I really, really hope they revisit and do a trilogy because as of adaptation yeah. from games, that was the first proper one to come out and I thought it was done really well. And well, honestly, it will. It, it'll it'll pick up. It'll be a cult classic. Um, stuff like that will will pick up. But um, Dylan, stop yes. trying to change the subject all the time. What were your thoughts on Henry Cavill leaving The Witcher? Well, honestly, I haven't even watched The Witcher. Oh, okay. So I can't. I don't really have an opinion on it. But like how I see it is, yeah, it just seems weird that they're just changing actors. But they didn't change actors in Black Panther. Yeah, honestly, I think they should just can it, move on to something. I, I think it will. I think it will die. I think um, the response from and I think Henry Cavill even knew. I think in the summer's game fest, I think he did like an announcement for the third season coming out. And you, I, I genuinely think you could see in his face him going, uh, "Here's the new trailer to season three. I know you're not going to like it." I know no one gives a shit, but uh, that's me done. See you later. And yeah, you can yeah. just see in his face, like he just knew that fans would like, just... And the response from fans on that trailer was like, okay, this is the final season of The Witcher. Yeah, you can't wait for it to be done. You know, yeah. no one, no one. And I mean, I give it to the young Hemsworth brother who's, you know, taking over Geralt. Don't hate him for it. He's only doing his job. And of course, who wouldn't want to step into the role of Geralt? But it's just Henry Cavill is basically Vigo to Aragorn, um, Ian McKellen to um, Magneto, Gandalf and Magneto. Like it, Magneto. Henry, <laughs> Ian McKellen, Magneto. That's really the first fucking character. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come to your mind when you hear Ian McKellen, Magneto. Yeah, well, Henry, Henry Cavill has owned that. He has owned that. Uh, Witcher character and I cannot see anyone else playing it but him and that's yeah. what's so disappointing they had it and they fucked it you, you know what I think it was I feel like Henry Cavill saw um an early screening of the Blood Origin and he was like I want to get the fuck out of here now oh man the Blood Origin <laughs> I don't even watch this shit anymore right there's this guy that I watch on YouTube Disparu right and he, oh, he yeah, basically, yeah. he watches the show, but he like does like funny commentary over the top. 
fuck me, man. Him com- like commenting on uh, the Blood Origins was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like you could tell, like he vocalizes what you're thinking perfectly as you're watching these shows. And yeah, I I've just, oh God, just watching that show was like, what <clears throat> in the fucking world is this? And it was like, how does the storyline contradict itself within three seconds of each other? You go from one scene to something happening. And then in the next scene, it's like something com- totally, completely different. And a character just changes their mind, their whole mindset, their belief system, everything to just come on, let's just keep the story moving. Don't, don't dwell on what we've said now. This let's just, we need to keep the story moving. I was actually going to say, you know, uh, you were talking about mindset, characters changing their mindset and all that. And it made me realize there's one big thing we haven't even talked about yet. We did D and D. We did your first D and D session for both of you two in your first D and D session. And Dylan, the entire time, picked an evil character and played him as a fucking saint up until the last yeah. 30 minutes of the campaign. And yeah, that I was wanted to kill a kid. Dylan going, do you mind please doing this? Like, Dylan, you are a six foot eight tiefling <laughs> who is murdering people and torturing men. And you're going, you just, you know, do you have a map handy? Do you do it was, it, it, I mean, I did I, end up threatening her for it. Uh, look, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, constructive feedback time, right? I, I, I'm not great at D&D. First time I've ever played it. But I knew, even as a new player, that I wasn't going in playing me. I was playing yeah. someone else. Yeah. And it was funny listening to um, Riley, who was just fucking so good at being this other person, which almost was himself in a way. But yeah, because he ended he up could, getting drunk. Which yeah. kind of turned into him. And yeah, you can just tell to me that the enemies. Yeah. yeah, and then Coden even being this character that even Coden was like, you know, this old man who just did long drawing out of words and all that sort of stuff. But every time we got to Dylan, it was like it was Dylan. It was just Dylan <laughs> talking. And it was like, oh, um, maybe hmm uh what is it's like no Dylan and I just remember the funniest bit was when uh, Zach was because uh, Zach was uh, dungeon master, trying yeah. to get Dylan to do an attack or something, and was like, "Dylan, you have thirty seconds to come up with an attack." And it wasn't even like the the whole sequence wasn't even like he had to think no, of something what magical. It, was, uh, it wasn't an attack. This is, Dylan was trying to negotiate with the main character of the storyline. <laughs> and Dylan was saying that the, the guy found out that Dylan's character was wanted for money. And in our world, we call it Zircon. And he was wanted for money. And the character, the main character, he's a money man. And he was like, well, you know, if you're worth money, then I'll let you slide. But what? why won't I turn you in? And Dylan's like, because. And the guy's like, all right, fine. Look, I'm not going to pay you. But if you don't bring back the child, I'm turning you in. And I was like, right, Dylan, negotiate. Dylan's going, ah, ah. We're like, Dylan, just say something. He's like, ah. All right, Dylan. And it went on for about two minutes before I was like, just fucking say something, Dylan. And I'm like, Dylan, 30 seconds. And Dylan's going, I'm like, if you don't come up with something, in 30 seconds, you default to accepting his terms and conditions. And we got to the 10s over like 10. 
nine. And Dylan's gone. Oh. <laughs> He's making me laugh, which wasn't helping. <laughs> in pain from not being able to oh, say something. It was fucking great. And then as soon as we did it, Dylan's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, Dylan, you've defaulted to accepting the terms and conditions of this. Because Dylan just, like, thought too much. And I even remember him going to the general store. He's like, do you have a map? My character's like, yeah, darling, of course I have a map. It's a general store. And Dylan's like, do I have it for 10 Zircon? She's like, no, darling, it's 20. Dylan goes, can I roll intimidation? And I went, what's rolling, darling? I'm like, talk to me, Dylan. Intimidate me. Like, don't tell me can I roll. Like, I'll tell you. It was so funny. I love Even now he's stressing out. Even now he's stressing out. How is he going to go yeah. next Saturday? But you know How what? You're going to go next Saturday. In the last hour, picked up. I think you yeah. started to figure it out. You started being a bit of a dick. It was mainly when you all decided to derail my campaign by breaking into a child's home and ransacking it oh, instead of just insane. simply asking the child what's going on. That was insane. So, I, was, yeah. I just want the javel on it. No. <laughs> No, but um, and yeah, no, it was a good D and D session. I think um, it's the longest I've ever played D and D for. I think we did five hours, uh, and, it, yeah, and it, so. it was a good group because typically when we used to play, we had people that were only doing it for the social event, not because they wanted to play. And we only played for like two hours, and people were getting sick of it towards the end. Whereas I felt like we played for five hours, and the only reason we stopped was we were getting tired. It was getting late, and I was like, oh, I want to go home now. So it kind of like started wrapping up. But I feel like it felt seamless. It didn't feel like it was being rushed. Everyone was engaged. There was a couple of times where Dylan, Coden, and Lyndon would start talking shit about something in the game that wasn't relevant while I'm trying to talk. And then Taylor would turn around and be like, can you all shut the fuck up? Something like that. <laughs> and it was like, but besides that, it was pretty seamless. It went well. So yeah. um, no, I enjoyed well, it. I hope, I hope you two enjoyed it because it was your first time. Mm-hmm. I did. And, uh, I did. I had a great time. I had a really yeah. good time. That's, and um, uh, yeah, now we're, now we're moving on to making a more immersive printed dungeon tiles, getting a miniatures set up for actual combat. Yeah, actually, having some painted miniatures this time. Yeah, some yeah, more. Good. Good. Yeah, I've not painted mine. I've got no paint here. Yeah, you should have come yesterday. We had. And honestly, we oh, painted up these minis that, in no time. That was so convenient. I rocked up the Zacks yesterday. And literally, as soon as I get through the door, Amazon rocks up with a fa- past package with all the fucking With all that paints. Because we were like, fuck, the speed paints aren't coming. I really wanted to try speed paints. I've been watching videos on how to utilize speed paints to your advantage and still get amazing results. And I was like, fuck, all right, just calm. We'll just use the acrylic paints. We'll have to do it the long way. And then Dylan walks in the door. And then as Dylan shuts the door, goes, ding dong. And there's my fucking mate Raj dropping off my parcel. Oh, no. Thanks, mate. Come in, and it was the speed paints, and I was cheering. I was like, "Thank fuck." It was, it was like the most perfect fucking timing. And honestly, I think I've produced really good quality for uh, just using nothing but speed paints, which this is not going to yeah. focus ever. It was, it was a pretty good paint session yesterday. Yeah, Only well, the viewers at home can't see it because this the video yeah, they yeah. won't see any of the videos, but uh... it's on my it's on my TikTok uh, mini epic world. So, and it'll probably be on our website for sell, selling miniatures at some point. Um, yeah, we'll start putting up. Well, we'll yeah, we're not going to post on adverts, but we'll put on the blogs what we paint, what we produce for fun, and stuff like that. So, yeah, once we uh, launch the website officially and all that stuff. But 
you know, yeah. hopefully. And I think we will, I think I really want to do giveaways to people that listen to the podcast. Like, you know, sometimes we may drop a secret word and the first person to post that, that word in my TikTok video will be sent a free miniature or something, something fun to reward the people that actually support us on the podcast side of it. Just, just come in, it's in, the, in Italian. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, for that one Italian viewer, if you go on my TikTok right now and say, I am that Italian viewer, I will send you a miniature. Just, just because you've been since <laughs> You have to say it in Italian too, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I want it in Italian so I can translate that and it's say, me, Italian man. Or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, I need to do another one of those paint sessions to finish all the rest of the miniatures we've got there. I think it was good yep. fun, though. I think it was good fun. Mm. So, maybe we'll stream it. Yeah, we can always stream, yeah. stream us in there, chatting, shit, drinking, and painting. So, oh yeah, could be a, that would be pretty good. Yeah, we can, we can do that. We can stream basically our whole life. Um, mm. I, I do yeah, want to stream fun. Dylan a lot more because I, I think it's getting those moments of Dylan stressing out is. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why I'm excited Supernova. So if anyone's listening, go on Supernova Sydney. Uh, look out for the guy in a high vis vest and a hard hat. He will be interviewing <laughs> people. Oh. Yeah, we had uh, we haven't I, told Dylan, but Dylan has to turn up in a high vis vest. Yeah, I'm not wearing a hard hat though. Uh, well, fine, you can wear a high vis vest as long as I, I barely wear. I barely wear a hard hat at work. <laughs> do you have like Do you have like any license or documentation of being a forklift driver? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, you should have something to show from your course that you did. Yeah, I think I've only really got my white card. That, well, if you have like something, even if it's just like an email from a dude about forklift, print it, wear it around your neck. Okay, yep. just to and not only that, not only that, um, we are going to Supernova next weekend on Sunday, which is going to be spectacular. And the one thing that I want to do now, because I like coming up with ideas and not telling Dylan about it, mm. especially when it's about Dylan. Um, Dylan will... And I'm going to come up with questions, right, to ask each person who's going up for those Q&As. I will come up with a question that Dylan has to get up and ask each of those I, Q&As. I will definitely not be doing that. Uh, don't I give a fuck. You are, you are getting I, up and you will be I, asking questions. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be a single mic and a whole room of people listening to you talk. And you will have I, to ask. I, I, I'm bringing my own vehicle then. I'm not going with you <laughs> Because they can tell you now if that's happening, I'm going over well, like, If no, you do it, you I will pity you and not pick a big titty anime figure for your present. Oh, no. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm getting you the one piece pirate big fat chick with the big titties. That's your, that's your mini. Uh, that's oh, your you're going to give me a big mum statue, are you? Yeah. It's going to be Robin. It'll be Robin Dylan. No, not Robin. You'll love it. No, not Robin. No, but that's his favorite. Robin's his favorite. No, I'm talking about the Robin. chick from like the first episode, the first boss. In, uh, oh, oh right. Um, yeah. No, she she actually gets better looking later. Don't, so. Dylan, ruin it, right. Zach. My God, you just it's not you really can't... a spoiler, is it? It is, it is because it makes it funnier when you don't know in the uh, later yeah. episodes and you don't know who this chick is and you're trying to so figure it out. Is, and it's just what Dylan. Di- does. Oh, this is Dylan. He does oh. this every time. You can't fuck what Zach's seen like eight episodes and he's already ruined the second season. You can't fuck, and that's like four hundred episodes in. 
God damn it, Dylan. God damn it. He does this. He was watching, what was that stupid anime you've been watching? Fucking Hero, Battle Hero Academia or whatever it is. My my Hero Academia. Yeah, he's been watching that. And, and he, he calls me and he starts ranting. When I say ranting, I mean just like <laughs> talking. About the whole plot line of characters. And I just went, Dylan. Hey. Now I, there's I've no seen you watch two animes. Huh? I'm not expecting you to watch that. Well, what if I wanted to, Dylan? And you've just come in. Now I know the whole plot line. All right. Well, sorry. You do it. You do it all the time. All the time. I ask you, how's that show going? And I'll get an hour response, and I realize, wait, I've just listened to an audio book about that show. Now I don't need to watch it. My so, God, Dylan. Keep your spoilers I can't, to I can't believe you just said that, Dylan. I can't. I Because that was the one thing when Zach was watching it, I went, I can't wait to see that reveal later on. And he has to, you know, he sees that character. In my head, in my head, Dylan, I said that. In my head. And you on the podcast today, because now Zach's obviously going to go re-listen to this podcast because that gives us a guaranteed three viewers listening to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have ruined that for Zach. I just want you to know that. So now I'm going to create two questions for each for person, person doing the Q and A's, and you will ask them. Questions. <laughs> I'm still not going to do them. Oh, you are. I will... The other day, you calls this. No one else but yourself. I will put my hand up and I'll go. Yes, you need a question. I'll go. That guy there. I'm telling you now has one of the greatest questions known to mankind for this particular person up on stage. Yeah. And they will yeah, come to you. The whole room. Room. I don't even tell you what the questions are. You just have to make no. them up. Yeah, well, that might be a surprise when I give Dylan the cue card with the question on it and it's blank and he's standing there. Dylan's standing there with all these people looking at him and Dylan's there going, oh, oh, is blue like a colour of yours? And then, oh, Dylan. Oh, Oh, it's going to be great. Dylan, you have no idea how much fun we are all going to have next Sunday. At yeah. This is just punishment the last time we went. Me and Tyler did the LARPing sword fight thing. And Dylan just stood there like a sourpuss. You should have joined in. All right? Uh, if you're not going to do uh, it... We've got to film it because we're going to have... We're going to put so many videos up on the on our website of us doing so many things there, Dylan. And there's going to be photos of you doing shit, Dylan. I, I Even if I have to take it in secret... <laughs> Even if I have to do shit, you there will yeah. be photos of you on the website. Oh, we need to get a photo of Dylan looking at all the big titty anime figures. Oh, yeah, pointing of at them with interest because yeah. he does it all the time. And of course, to, of course, you, you, if you, you ever see, oh, Dylan, is that the one you need for your collection? If you ever go <laughs> Supernova and you see a big titty anime stand, Dylan will be there with his arms behind his back, leaning forward, squinting as he looks and inspects for which one's not currently in his collection. So and if you do see, if you do go to Supernova and you see that, point out if wait there on. for five minutes. Wait there for five minutes, and we'll be there, guaranteed. Yep. Dylan will be following Dylan to the closest, yep. and point out your favorite one for him because he, yep. yeah, he likes it. So, All right. Um, hopefully, that the steak sandwich things again because that was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed that last time. No, that I, didn't, I didn't even have those. I think that was Comic Con. Was, uh, yeah. 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 Which we will be doing Comic Con. That's in September. Yeah. Hopefully, oh, I have a media pass. Who knows? Is that how yeah. Comic Con is the way, is it? 
Yes. I don't. I don't think we'll get one for this one because I think we probably did it too late. But uh, yeah, no, nah, didn't think so. Because yeah, I September, ho- fuck. I was hoping yeah. to interview a few celebs, but uh, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered everything we need to do on the podcast tonight. Um, it's just a, a little one today. It's just a little over an hour, which is uh, usually you know we do half a day's worth. Mm. I think yeah, we will. I, we will actually. I think we've said this probably like fifty percent of our podcast. We do say this, but I think we will try and make an effort to make this an actual every Sunday night. We film or every Sunday, and it will be up every Monday. Yeah, that's that's going to be something we need to stick with. Yeah, uh, hopefully we do. Well, there's another thing we do need to stick with, Zach, and I think we have done it from the very first episode, and. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not too sure if you know this, Dylan, but uh, it's time for you to yeah. sign us out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that, is that what it is? Yeah. For it. All right, Dylan, go for it. Yeah. Sign us out. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming and listening to our podcast this week. Um, as we said, we'll hopefully be able to get the other one up by next Monday. And this one will obviously go up by either Monday or Tuesday. Depending on when Taylor actually uploads it. Why are you all... Oh, because you know, yeah, I want to like a... yeah, ramble. He catches a ramble. He keeps like, yeah, I, 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 I know, like he's just... been on because I, I could uh, just see Taylor just carking it over there, just crying. D- Dylan's like chat GPT where you go, please summarize this paragraph. And so Dylan's just summarizing the entire podcast in his outro. <laughs> I've only said like the last five minutes worth of thing. Just saying, all right, this takes on this Why does Dylan not have pre-written cards for every podcast? He knows this happens. I, I fucking sure it's like, oh, thanks for coming by. <laughs> Honestly, you could. Right, you could. Yeah, you totally could. You could honestly right, anyway. just go up and go. Yeah, Start again. Go. All right, so, okay. Um, thanks for coming and listening to our podcast this week. Uh, this has been the Green Dragon Pod. Um, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. Hey, well, there you is, that, is that good enough for you? Well, yeah, well, well a bit of fight. less ums and ahs next time, and it might be better, but it was, it was better. Yeah, I think it's going to get better. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, more there, this, the more we do this, the better you'll get. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're honing in on your skills. Yeah. So. Sorry, Dylan. Um, I don't think we quite got that. I think you're going to have to say goodbye again. Oh, fuck off. No, we definitely got that. We've had no issues apart from you at the beginning. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. See you.